What's going on? It's another edition of the Nerd Related Sports Edition podcast. I'm Matt Farley. It is Monday, September 27th, about 10 after 8 Central Standard Time. And of course, I'm not alone. We got the OG nerd himself, Brian Soto, back and better than ever. Brian, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to be back. Need to stay busy. So let's get it going. Well, we're going to keep your ass busy. And speaking (laughs) of busy asses, we got uh, our fantasy expert himself, Andy Kasmarsik. Andy, have you sufficiently wiped your tears after the A.J. Brown news today? No, I'm still crying pretty hard. It's going to hurt for a long time, but it's good to hear Soto's voice again. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. Amen to that. And somehow still alive after uh, the Ryder Cup and the Brewers (laughs) clinching the division, we have the corpse of Mark Coneline. Mark. How are you, oh, boys? How are you? Oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm seriously surprised that you are you are living and breathing today after this past. <laughs> week. Um, how does it Barely. feel, man? No, it feels great, man. It's on top of the world, uh, USA put on a hell of a show over the weekend. And not to not to mention, Mark reportedly won a golf outing this week. Is that true? Is that a scramble or like second place? Oh. Second place, oh, first loser. Oh yeah, that, yeah. that's not even worth Pathetic. mentioning. Nope. On the next subject. <laughs> On to the next one. He's he's the world right now. <laughs> well, thank you all for uh, for jumping on, and thank you for uh, listening. If you haven't, you got to follow us on Twitter. We are at NR Sports Edition, uh, as well as like and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast. Give us a uh, five star rating. We'd love to uh, be suggested uh, amongst great sports podcasts and. Uh, I think we've earned it to this point, right? We're keeping with it. And uh, we'll be back actually tomorrow as well for another uh, fantasy-specific podcast. But, guys, what the hell do you want to talk about? Oh, how about this thing called the, the playoffs and Brewers <laughs> making it? Playoffs? Playoffs. playoffs. We are talking say- about playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say how crazy that the Brewers just won the division? And we're not really partying. I remember in 08 when we made the wild card <laughs> and yeah. Blue Mile was shut down. It was probably one of the best nights of my life. We made the wild card. We win the division now, like nothing's happening. How, we had a perfect game or a complete game. This or a, what was it? A no hitter and nothing yeah. happened. Just crazy yeah. how this is like normal for us now. That's good though. It is. I mean, yeah, it, it's awesome. Like when this is kind of like the new standard, right? It's Wisconsin right now. You know, we got <laughs> we're, we're kind of spoiled with you know the Brewers, the Packers, the Bucks. I mean, uh, we're in, we're in a really good uh, situation right now, so it's great. It is. The, the sad thing is, it's been happening for like years though, like since '08. I mean, with the Packers, Brewers, and not really the Bucks, I guess. But we've had this opportunity for so long. Mm-hmm. But crazy times. What are your thoughts on the playoffs? We hope we we play first round. You know, it, it's as much as I'd like to see any team other than Atlanta, just because we don't play them that well. I'm not overly concerned with playing the Braves um, because really they haven't done a lot to even take control of the, uh, the NL East. Uh, I mean, Philly is still hanging on next to them. They're about two and a half games back heading into this week. Um, and we can kind of recap some of the matches uh, that are set to take place. I mean, but overall, it's like we really don't have, you know, that much of a choice really it's going to be one of those two teams to do it because we're locked into the two seed mm-hmm. um i'm hoping you know on the uh nl side that even as hot as the uh the cardinals are right now i mean sooner or later that's going to catch up to them um you know and i'm not saying the brewers are going to 
cool their bats down this week because we're really not playing for anything. Um, St. Louis has pretty much wrapped up the wild cards. And now you basically have the Dodgers and the Giants battling it out in the NL West. One's going to get the division. One's going to get the top wild card seed. So um, right now with the Dodgers sitting two games back, when you look at that matchup versus St. Louis, that could actually be a pretty, uh, pretty damn good game. Um, they can give the Dodgers a little bit of a run for their money there. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's a different team with the Cunha, bro. I mean, yeah. that ACL tear in what was June, July, that changes that team. I mean, the dude's a stud. He's on, if he's playing, we'd be talking about the Braves in a whole different fashion. But shit, the Braves might not even make it. They're only two and a half over the Phillies and they have a three game set to end the season. So if they get mm-hmm. swept, they're not even in it. I'll stick with that. That's a, such a big series. I think they're in Atlanta too. Um, which is good for them. But, man, if Philly comes in there and just fucking sweeps them, how sick would that be? Dude, even if they don't, but they win the first two, just that last game would be crazy to watch just because. Unbelievable. You know, win and get in. See what's you, know, I mean, you know what's the weird thing that stuck out to me is I was looking at the, uh, the standings today. And so with the Phillies, we have six games left for each opponent, right? But the Phillies are listed at two and a half games back. So I'm wondering where the hell the extra game came into play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Mm-hmm. Like it should be an even number. So I don't one? know if there was just like some game that didn't get made up or what the hell happened, but how does Atlanta possibly win this division by a half a game? <laughs> you know? Was there a, a rain delay possibly one of their last uh, opponents? Like anybody else in the MLB that has half game left as well? Where they might have made like four games or four innings in, and they have them close out the season against that team as well. Trying to see right now, like what could have possibly happened. I mean, I feel like they have way less games. Yeah, I mean, but like you look at Philadelphia has played one more game than Atlanta, and both of them have six games left. So when yeah. you, what I'm saying is like from an MLB standings or uh, from an MLB perspective, how do you come down to the last week of the season and have this looming effect on oh, the possible yeah, yeah. division? Yeah, I don't we, know. Nobody said shit about it either. So I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know if this is maybe it's not, not an issue. I have no idea, but <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I don't know. I mean, they got six games left, right? They play yeah. Phillies and Atlanta play each other for three. And then... Um, the Phillies play the Marlins, so they should win those. They should, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta plays the Mets. That's a little tougher. The Mets are a little more competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies get in. Who I don't want to see. I mean, being a Milwaukee fan, y'all, like everyone always talks shit about the Cubs. I personally hate the Cardinals. Like, yeah, I don't man. really care about the Cubs. Like, it doesn't really bother me. The fans are annoying. If you're a Cubs fan, you know you're annoying, so I won't apologize. <laughs> but the the Cardinals as a franchise, I hate the Cardinals franchise, and they're win. They won what sixteen straight now. They play the Brewers now three in a row mm-hmm. again. They just swept us. Yachty basically said it's his last season. He's retiring. I wouldn't be surprised if these fuckers make a run, and then you know try to ride off into the sunset. Well, I mean, they were like projected to win the the division. Yeah, they were. Like they're they're a good team. I don't know. I really didn't pay much attention to them because I saw they were sucking. I got happy and just wanted to forget about them. Because yeah, (laughs) I hate them too. But uh, I mean, they're they're a great team with Nolan Arenado there. He he's huge for that team. 
so I mean, it was only a matter of time before they became the team that everybody feared them to be, which is a team that could contend with the Dodgers and Padres and should have probably been where the Brewers are right now. They scare me, bro. Thank God we don't have to play them until the NLCS if we have to play them at all. But what? How lucky is that, though? We now we don't have to play. We don't have to run through both of the NL West teams because the Cardinals will have to do that if they're going to even make it that far. Now you just have to beat one out of those three teams. I'll take that all day of the week. Definitely. Yeah. Does, does it concern you at all? The Brewers kind of struggling a little bit against like playoff contending teams. They're really only playing with showing off against the Mets, but I mean they didn't, they didn't look too good against the Cardinals nor the Cubs that much. I don't know. I think you you kind of look at it as in the in the situation of the Cardinals, right? I mean they're just clicking on all cylinders right now, but you can only sustain that for so long. When we just happen to play them at the wrong time, um, so I know they I, they beat up a beat up on us pretty good, which it is what it is, right? Uh, we're in a situation now where we don't have to really go out there and prove anything because we have the two seed locked up. And even when we played them last week, there was really like nothing we could do. We literally would have to lose like two weeks of games in a row for them to even have a chance to take the two seed away from us. So it's it's like, we're, we're in completely different situations here. And I don't know playing. I mean, you always want to beat your division rivals, right? I understand that. I'm not saying like we, change a game plan for them or whatever they beat us fair and square um but again it was just bad timing that we played them and you know you know we took the beating on that so but do, do I don't you know, I think all... for me it's a Hold switch on. right when we talk about turning on the switch we talk about um mark's favorite basketball player in the world and them t- turning on the switch in the playoffs and blah 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 it's a concern in that sense what mark's saying is right we don't have anything to gain from at this point, all you're really trying to do is not get hurt. <laughs> so right. for yeah. the last two weeks of the season, just don't get hurt, y'all. Like, just make it through. And then once once the postseason starts, we just got to win three of them yeah, to move base, on. Baseball more so than any sport, I feel, is all about peaking at the right time. Yeah. I kind of I mm-hmm. am concerned that the Brewers might have peaked too soon. Because historically speaking, and I don't I don't know the stats in front of me. It's just going off my memory. But it's normally a wild card team that makes the World Series. The Rays come to mind. The Giants, the few years they won it. I think the Cardinals, when they won it a year or two, they were a wild card team. And the Brewers in a rare case where they peaked, you know, like June, July, August, and now they're kind of not the hottest team. In baseball, it concerns me. It was the Bucks, whatever. NBA doesn't matter as much. Football, it, it matters to a certain extent. But baseball being hot at the right time seems yeah. to matter a lot. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little concerned that we peak too soon. No, you might have a very interesting case there. Um, but yeah, you you are 100 percent right. Um, you want to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. Um, I think when when you look at it like this, given the circumstances, St. Louis is going to run in the second best team in the national league for a one game playoff just to really get into the playoffs. So is, is as good as you feel about your chances and how you're clicking right now. I mean, the Dodgers have any three of their aces they can throw against you and they're probably going to shut you down. So, I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. Uh, I think they did enough to secure that second wildcard spot and they earned it. Um, but again, it's just luck of the draw at this point. Now they're facing you know, an LA Dodgers team that, you know, has ex- done extremely well over the last couple of years on another hundred win season. And their pitching staff is one of the best in baseball. 
mean, so they spend enough money. They better be. They should, right? Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I, I think you're gonna come. You're gonna see the the Cardinals come to a screeching halt very very soon. So I hope you're question, right, Andy, about the wild card thing. So it feels like it because I thought once you said it, I was like, yeah, he's probably right side. So you know, use the almighty Google. So the following <laughs> what was wild, that? <laughs> the following wild card teams have won the World Series: the Marlins in '97 and '03, the Angels in 2002, the Red Sox in '04, the Cardinals in 2011. The yeah. Giants in 14 and the Nationals in 19. So it's not as common as, as it feels. Hmm. But it's more so than any other sport. Like, you're never going to say an eight, eight seven, seed or seven. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, you won't see it in basketball. It or, yeah, in yeah. football, though. I think the Giants won the, um, the Super Bowl yeah. that one yeah. year against the Patriots. As well. Yeah, football's a little more. Yeah. But right. it's the also did too. not even yeah. saying they win it, like just making the World Series. Like, there's a team that's to make it. I feel like normally it's – uh, one of the hotter teams at the end of the year make the World Series. And I could be – this is all just going off what I feel. And um, so to just, you know, say to me, it is a, a large number. But baseball just has that feeling of being the, the, the peak team at the right time to win it is is huge. Um, I mean, coming into this season, nobody thought the Brewers were the most talented team uh, in any aspect, especially at pitching. Um, so it'll be interesting. You seen it all with the the AL and the that Yankees Red Sox series over the weekend. I was about to talk about the Yankees. Yeah, I was like, let's mm-hmm. let's move away from homerism for a second yeah. and talk about the AL. <laughs> Before you do Bucks and Six, now go Bucks ahead, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's super interesting. I think the the American League the rest of the way is going to be crazy, dude. Because if you look at the standings, it's super tight in the American league. Like there's just a game between a shit ton of teams. It's crazy. I, I can't lie. I'm rooting against the Yankees. I, I hate the Yankees. So it's kind of, it kind of sucks seeing them win and being the Red Sox. Uh, but the AL is just fun, fun to root for. Uh, I know it's obviously always the Brewers, but AL is just fun to root for, you know, like the, the Rays right now and the Blue Jays and just seeing these teams historically just suck forever. And now being relevant, it, it's fun to watch. I'm loving it. Well, you got your wish this coming this weekend here, because I know we're all pulling for the Toronto Blue Jays to kind of sneak their way in. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they, they're only two games back. So Man. check this out, though. So this is going to come down when we're talking about coming down to the last week and how we mentioned this in the past about how MLB does such an amazing job of scheduling, uh, you know, games during the, the later mm-hmm. part of the season. The Yankees are the top dogs in the AL wildcard right now by – uh, one game, right, over yep. the Boston Red Sox. Yep. Toronto is sitting one out of the Red Sox. Seattle is two out. Oakland is three out. So Six mathematically, yeah, mathematically, <laughs> Seattle and Oakland are still in this. However, it's not looking very good for them. But when we're looking at the hate that shed on the Yankees here, they got three games at Toronto, and then they have three games against Tampa Bay this week. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So you kind of take a look at it from Tampa Bay's perspective because – Right, they won their division already. They're the best team in the American League. Nothing to play for. So, how do you, how do you manage against that situation? You know, in the Brewers, you can say this similar thing with what, where we're at right now. Like this next six games, they don't mean shit to us. So, what does Council do? How do you manage? You know, we talked about not having injuries, right? Do you keep your pitchers on the same rotations? Do you give guys rest? Or do so you I let think, them play? Like, how does it shake out? So I think it's different, right? If it's me, if I'm managing the Rays, we're in a slightly different scenario from 
the Brewers and the Cardinals because no matter what we do, the Cardinals are getting in. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Rays, though, I'm doing everything it takes to keep the Yankees out. That's what I'm saying. Like, whatever it takes, let's sweep them. Yep. Because, one, you don't want to have to go – as good as you are, right, you proved that you're the, you're the class of the AL again. But you don't want to have to go up against the talent that's on that team. Like, you just don't. That's why they spend all that damn money. Mm-hmm. So, depending on what happens in that Toronto series, because if Atlanta go – I mean, if uh, if the Yankees beat up on, on Toronto, that it is what it is, right? They're in the same situation than the Cardinals and the Brewers are in. But if they don't <laughs> – and they get swept or something. You have to do what you got, what you can to keep them out of the playoffs. You just do. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, as the Rays, you kind of dictate who you want to play potentially. Or yeah, the Brewers are in a spot where they can't really dictate that. Uh, but I don't. With pitching, I honestly don't know. That's a genuine question, Mark. You probably be the best to answer that. But with pitching, does it affect the pitcher? I know you have to like still do your routines, which you do prior up to your, your next start. If you actually don't pitch, let's say, 80 pitches in the next game, does that throw your rhythm off? I know hitting, it's a little bit different, but I have no idea with pitching. If, if you actually have to do the pitches or just actually have to do the routine up, to, up until your pitching it's, day. You could do it's a hit or miss. game, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hit or miss. A lot of them, a lot of these guys, if they do maybe want to have that additional day of rest or whatnot, um, I think they'll still schedule them for a bullpen session just so they stay fresh. Okay. Um, but outside of that, I mean, there's some guys who maybe have, you know, thrown a lot of pitches this year. Um, maybe some older veterans, maybe you want to give them that uh, extra week off basically or skip their turn in the rotation, if you will. Um, but I think this it's, it's kind of a, on an individual basis, what's best for that player and um, their age and how much wear and tear they got on the season. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it all, it all, there's a lot of factors that, that go into this too, right? It, who you're playing, who you want to keep out of the playoffs. You know, um, there's always that saying, like when, when you guys are um, a lot of the, uh, I guess the shittier teams who have already been eliminated, um, you still want to have that mentality of, let's say Baltimore, for example, Baltimore is one of the worst teams in the AL. They have mm-hmm. both the Boston Red Sox and the and Toronto, Toronto Blue Jays this week. Yeah. So for them, what better way to fuck up one of their one of their uh, postseasons, right? Oh yeah, hundred like percent. You you live for that. You want that as a player. It gives you something to play for. I mean, especially if you're in the same division, right? Because yeah. all teams are talking about Yankees, Red Sox, Toronto. They're in the AL East. Like these are all AOS East teams. So you yep. don't want to give them any type of breaking rights, no matter what. And if you can stop them, then then stop them. Yeah, but I think with baseball, like going back to like the pitchers and resting, like. Baseball more than anything, especially baseball players, they're superstitious. It's like skipping mm-hmm. that start. Like, what does that do? Like, I mean, you can't mention a no hitter in the, the bullpen, and otherwise, it's going to ruin it. Um, well, so, I mean, like missing that over just simple superstitions, like, well, that's mess up a pitcher psyche. Uh, I mean, the Brewers are well equipped for that because of the way console manages. Anyway, he's <laughs> right. done a little bit less of it. He's done less of it this year, but in general, it doesn't. You're right. Like, well, you're not starting today, or well, we're starting with the bullpen guy. I mean that. That helps break some of that stuff, but in general, what you're saying is true. They do believe all of that crazy yeah. stuff. Well, like I right. think I've heard stories like not washing their baseball gloves until they get like an out to throw on a hitting streak, or you know, numerous stuff like not very similar to the hockey beards or the playoff beards. They don't shave until they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, just superstitious, and baseball is historically uh, big on that. Has your thoughts, anybody's thoughts, changed on Cy Young winners or MVP winners at all? Man. As as Vlad taking away from Shohei, 
you know, if he if he were to somehow manage to win the triple crown, I just think that's such an impressive feat, regardless of what Otani's done. Otani's kind of tailed off. Like he was far and away the you know the runaway MVP in the first half of the season, but you have to play a full season, right? Mm-hmm. Look at it from a full perspective. I know the Angels aren't doing that well this year, where they might want to save his arm or you know, whatever. Um, but I know he was recently came out uh, the other day, I think and he's like, I'm here. He's like, I want to win. So I, it's kind of one of those things where you have the player's mentality, right? You want to have that as a player. I want to be in there no matter what I want to play for my guys and my team. And from an ownership perspective, it was like, Hey, we've invested all of this money into you. We are going to control how you play, when you play and when to use you. So it's kind of that, that balance that you have to have that, unfortunately, I think that hurts the stock a little bit when it comes down to the MVP race. Now, I will say this. Last week, I heard, um, uh, what was the, uh, the, what's the lady's name on ESPN, um, who was like the women's softball, she does like Monday Night Baseball? Uh, for, for uh, his last name's like an F, I think. Yeah, holy shit, I can't think of her name. She's got a yeah, Guerrero, or it's um, she smiles all the fucking time. That's yeah, all she does. You know, I can't think of her, yeah, I can't think. Yeah, of okay. So either way, she made a good point because they had this uh, kind of a similar debate, and she Jessica said Mendoza. Mendoza, that's who it is. Yes. Yeah. So she said that for her, it's Otani, and for the simple fact that. He is a top three MVP candidate on offensive statistics alone. Right. So now that you add <laughs> in all of the pitching, pitching shit, right? Then that just overwhelming favorite. So I'm like, damn, that's a that's a really good case right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can argue that. I didn't know that. So I mean, it hasn't so, changed for me. Yet. Like, I think Otani is going to win this by way more. It's not as close as yeah. it feels. It's just, I mean, I, Vladdy's killing but, it, dude. I mean, a triple crown doesn't happen right. all the time. But, but here's, the, here's the thing, too, though. It's like you look at when, when guys vote for this stuff, it does matter, like, if your team makes the playoffs. It does matter if he takes so, the Blue Jays into the playoffs. It does matter. So here's the thing that I feel we haven't talked about in this, in this discussion at all and not really a debate. Maybe we should try to take a point and sit on it like the four-letter network. But – um <laughs> at the end of the day like what we don't really talk about beep, beep, beep. Baseball compared to other sports is is that what mark just said like it matters to be on a winning team mm-hmm. but i feel like in baseball like it's more really is more like an individual thing like it's what you know i'm out here killing it so i earned it but how many times in basketball have we used that as a as a discussion topic we're like well Russell Westbrook's team's 500. He might not even make the playoffs, but he's averaging a triple-double. It doesn't come up as much, at least this year, when it comes to this conversation. That's because, like, in basketball, you can sandbag to get stats. Like, all the guys don't go for the rebound when it's a free throw and Russ gets a triple-double at the end of the game. Like, pitching, hitting a pitch in MLB is by far the hardest thing to do in any sports. Like, it's you against the ball. It truly is your individual statistics at that point. Uh, the NBA, the statistics just feel kind of, you know, manipulated at times. Russ can take 30 shots to get 20 points and he gets those. You know, LeBron does his thing. NFL is basically the, the best quarterback at the MVP where baseball is truly an individual carrying a team at times. Like, I mean, Shohei is at, at times winning games by himself. I think when when you look at 
the how the landscape has changed and how the voting has changed over the years um soto's right on this so it, it used to be an individual based statistic right mm-hmm. so if you think of think back in the days with like pedro martinez and kurt Schilling and all these randy johnson all these guys they were racking up 20 wins a season right as mm-hmm. starting pitchers when the hell was the last time you saw a pitcher have a 20 win season in baseball now <laughs> like it's been a while yeah, yeah but, right, but it's been now. a while. You got to get taken out of the game in right? the fourth inning because yes. so, so now when you when you look at it, it's you have um, Walker Bueller and then you have Corbin Burns are basically the two front runners in the NL. And Corbin, everything pretty much now is based off of your ERA and your WHIP and like shit like that. Like they're looking at different metrics to see how dominant you actually were as a pitcher because realistically you can take a guy like Brandon Woodruff, right? He was in the conversation for a little bit, but he didn't get shit for run support all year. Sure. That's why he's, I don't know. He's like a 500 pitcher basically, but he also has a two point like four ERA or whatever, which is insane. So you have to, you have to look at, you have to look at different metrics instead of just wins now. And that's going to help you determine like how good your pitcher actually is. Or if it was just like, well, we scored 10 runs a game for this guy every time he pitched, but he has like a 4.35 ERA. Like that doesn't mean he's a good pitcher, you know? That's for the Cy Young though, but for the actual MVP is uh, normally a hitter. Like this is probably one of the few years it's probably going to go to a pitcher, but Mm -hmm. historically speaking, what's the best hitter who is individually producing his stats. And if they didn't make the playoffs, it wasn't his fault. Like Cabrera, I think, did with the Tigers. We get the triple crown. I don't think they made the playoffs that year, but he was by far and away the MVP that year because what he did was an individual achievement where, you know, the NBA and NFL is a little bit more so manipulated, the, the statistics they, they, they get. So, so I would use that same argument to, like, argue just the opposite, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, baseball more than any other sport is about history. Mm-hmm. right you're chasing history and as much as hitting is the fact is otani is doing something right now that we've never seen anyone else do and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that includes babe ruth who's like the holy grail of you know of baseball no oh, yeah. one's done this and that matters to the purists to the people that actually have votes all the old heads that are voting as reporters like that that gives them the edge like ultimately it's it's never been done I get it, but I think it'll be slightly closer than it was in July when you know we all first started talking about this. But it's still not going to oh, yeah, be that definitely. close. Yeah, on, no, the, on the NL side, though, what you're saying with Guerrero, like if he leads them, or maybe it was Mark that said it. Like, if what if he leads them into that into the playoffs? I mean, it's the same exact argument for Bryce Harper. <laughs> like, what if he leads the Girl. Phillies past Atlanta and gets into playoffs? Valid, mean valid point that he should. I was more so saying like MLB. I don't think it's more so you have to make the playoffs when the no you essentially don't. You yeah don't. the MVP because no. it's more of an individual thing where NBA right. and NFL is the stats are manipulated so it's more so hey did you make your take your player to the playoffs? But yeah, Bryce Harper what he's doing right now for that team is incredible. I mean he's he's a valid candidate now. I don't even know anymore on the the NL side. I haven't heard much about Tatis lately. If he's still crushing it, it's not really standing out to me that what I've seen. On the NL side, do you even have a, a clear cut winner? That uh, anybody think, else have thoughts? Yeah, I think when you're when you're looking at this now, Bryce Harper is overtaken to pieces as, as yeah. the favorite to win the the MVP there. Um, 
their numbers are somewhat similar to Tease has, you know, a few more home runs, a few more RBIs um, and stolen bases. But, you know, with Harper hitting 313, um, he's got a higher on base percentage, um, a higher slugging percentage, a higher war. Um, like it's like little things like that are going to take precedence over that coupled with where the Phillies are right now and how far the Padres have fallen off. Like, you know, it was Tatis at, at some point, right? Not too long mm-hmm. ago. And now with all, whatever the shenanigans over the past couple of weeks happened and <laughs> you kind of see, you know what I'm talking about. And you can yeah. see like all the shit that's uh, how they basically flip-flopped um, in that situation. So, um, well, the, yeah. So that, so the perspective on a player changed based on what the team was doing, right? The Padres right. Yeah. imploded. They went... Yeah. I don't know. I think they went like 10 and 24. We talked a lot about the Padres schedule being the toughest playing 19 division games and they yep. couldn't get through it. They won 10 out of 34 games and the Phillies on the other side are, are getting hot. You know, they got a chance to make it in. It's like they just got to win a couple games, some head to head games and, and their destiny is basically in their own hands. Fun times. Though. I, I, I can't lie. I'm not a huge baseball fan the whole year. It's just too long of a season for me. But playoff baseball is one of my my favorite things to enjoy. Yeah, uh, I know all of us for the most part got Brewers playoff tickets. We might do some podcasts there, but there's nothing like playoff baseball in October tailgating. I'm excited. Yeah, no, and and you're right. Like I don't know. There's just something about being in in. First off, I think you can pick up if you haven't been following baseball all year. You can pick up in the playoffs and appreciate it. I think I think people assume that about the NBA. I I, I don't think that's as much anymore. And the NBA has structured sort of their 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 narrative to make it more of a year round um, a year round storyline now. But I know Andy, you and I were in Houston a couple of years ago. For oh, that was awesome! Their... Oh yeah, you did go to that game. Yeah. I mean, I other that. than the sound of the uh, of the banging of, I don't know what that what that was, <laughs> can or something. It was a pretty awesome atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, was, that was fucking wild. Oh, dude, dude, yeah, that was electric. Like, um, dude, 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 did you guys party. see real quick before we kind of move on here because it feels like we're about to change? Um, you seen the Bucks are going to show the the Brewer games out in the Deer District. I did. I'm very curious yeah. to see what the, the show out is for that. Me too. I mean, I'm not going, but I'm interested to see how it pops. I mean, uh, the Bucks playoff run generated almost $60 million for downtown Milwaukee. That's pretty big for us, guys. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure they will try to pick up some of that with some Brewer games, you know, all over the district. See how that, and if they get some Bucks players, since, you know, basketball media's on, training camps on. If some Bucks players show up to some of those games outside, I think it'll be pretty successful. But they gotta have chairs out there for that. Like, it, people yeah, I was telling side out my wife. I was like, she was like, "Hey, did you see this?" I was like, sure did. But I am even if I wanted to go down there, I'm not standing out there for five <laughs> to six hours to watch yeah. none of those games. I could barely sit in a seat for that long to watch a game, <laughs> let alone stand like that. That I mean, it's a cool concept, but yeah, I'm curious to see the attendance on that. I think if they if they go to the World Series, oh, it'll think, be fucking yeah, wild. It'll be like it'll it'll be like most of the playoff games out there. But yeah, early on, yeah. I think that there'll be a nice crowd, but it won't be anything you know insane. I'd personally rather them see them just shut down Blue Mound and make all all those yes. bars just open, have a like two giant TVs out there, and do it for those businesses and 
um, yeah. support them and it's just to me that's more brewers in the deer district yeah they should just open the stadium for the away games that's yeah. all it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody watching there that would be lit brother it would be loud oh, oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> they could throw up a big screen but yeah if if you're out there and you're not from the milwaukee area or you've never been to miller park uh miller park's a great a great place to uh to watch a game but also just wait, a, wait, like Farley. a great event what's miller park uh, the best stadium ever yeah yeah i don't know oh wait you mean oh yeah i get it now you're talking about the stadium formerly known as miller park which we show yeah we had to rename the damn street i know right damn well, my GPS still thinks it's Miller Parkway but still anyway. real to me damn it <laughs> we, didn't not- yeah. we didn't notify Google yet that's on the to-do list at, and they at shouldn't. the county and they shouldn't you know what it, it's always Miller Park but uh, but yeah guys let's move on because uh, some some wild shit's been happening in other sports I'm, I'm going to save the one NBA topic maybe for the end but obviously we're we're wrapping up week three of the uh, of the NFL regular season crazy Sunday night game last night it feels like everybody's hurt. Andy and I are probably going to talk about that a lot more tomorrow, but um, what stood out to you guys in terms of either just teams, players, the week, we're starting to actually see some trends come into, come into focus. I mean, yeah. What, what's, what, what have you really noticed so far in the young season? Uh, One thing for me that I think is not being discussed enough is are the chargers Super Bowl contenders? Like, yeah. They realistically should have beat the Cowboys last week. Um, they beat, uh, a, I think a lot of people thought it would be a lot better Washington team, but they did beat Washington, and then they just beat uh, the apparently quote-unquote dynasty of the Chiefs, who are now one and two. Um, and they looked like the better team for the most part in that game. Like, Chargers are really impressing me right now with what they're doing and who they've beaten and how they come to the games prepared. Yeah, I mean, offensively, they're doing exactly what you expected. Defensively, they're middle of the road. They're gonna have to, they're gonna have to take a step forward. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a team that looks very comfortable with who they are. Um, they they lost some coaches during the uh, during the off season, but it, it, they're one of the teams that is going through that changeover, and it seems like they haven't skipped a beat. So, I mean, that division is is tough as hell, man. It seems like everybody's competitive and the chiefs are one and two, right? Like um, <laughs> you're going to see, I, I think you could see a couple of teams come out of that division and be competitive. <laughs> Dude, that division is tough. I mean, well, the chargers got a decent test coming up when it comes to like who they're playing, but I, I, the Raiders are three and zero. The Broncos are three and zero. The Chargers are two and one. The Chiefs are in last place in the division. Yeah, I mean, start I mean, the season. It's early, and they, they are kind of who you expect them to be, right? They're they're gonna they're gonna roll offensively, defensively. You know, <coughs> oh, excuse me. You know they're gonna they're gonna struggle defensively. I think it's only a matter of time before they put it together. But it's it's really like the teams like the chargers have, have come through the Raiders have surprised everybody. This is a pro Denver Broncos podcast. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> we're all over it. Yeah. Shout, um, shout out to KJ Hamler, who, you know, is also yeah. now injured because everyone just tearing ACLs everywhere. Sweet. One thing with the chargers um, though, that is crazy. Like I know you talked about their defense a few times is 
Their defense is actually good. They just been hurt. So like Derwin James, who's a stud, was hurt all last season. He's mm-hmm. coming back from injury. Joey Bosa was hurt last year with concussions. He missed four games. He's still re- re- coming back. Like their defense has a lot of talents. The one thing I worry with the Chargers is their home games are still away games, and that's eventually <laughs> going to hurt them. But I love seeing the Chargers play good. I love those uniforms. They're an uh, AFC team that I, I root for. Um, if they made it to the Super Bowl, they're a team I would cheer for. But, yeah, they uh, do have some current concerns. But I'm happy to see them doing well so far. Well, let's, let's do an experiment here since you bring up the Chargers, right? Yeah. All right, Chargers. Chargers, Raiders next week. Who wins that game? Chargers. Ra- Ooh, I'm going to take the Raiders in that. Mark? Where's it at? It is. I think it's in, it's in the Chargers, but you know Raider Land is everywhere over yeah. there. So yeah, that's we that's that's a home game for Oakland or I mean <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I don't know. I I like the, I like the Chargers. I think the I think the Raiders are uh, even though they're doing well right now. I I don't know. It just seems to me like they're they're playing out of their ass a little bit too much. Um, I'm gonna I don't, I'm gonna go that good. I'll go Raiders there. So we're we're tied two two. But side note, Next is that week. not one of the best like potential jersey like offs ever? Oh, like, I love black, it. Like love Black it. Raiders versus let's love say it. the baby blue powder blue yep. Chargers mm-hmm. jerseys. Absolutely. That is. Anyways, yeah, shit. yeah. Okay, so next up, Browns Chargers. Chargers in at Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the Browns are. I think the Browns might be faking it a little bit more than anybody else, and like Baker Mayfield's good. Their defense is just inconsistent. Like. We'll talk about the Bears in a second, but Mark, I'm, going, I'm going Browns on that one. Okay, All right. I'll go Chargers there. So that's three to one. And we're not going to go through their whole schedule, but just the next four, just so you guys see the level yeah. of opponent that they have. Right. Next up, you have Chargers at Ravens. Ooh, Chargers. Yeah, I'm going Chargers there. Hmm. Raven Baltimore is a tough place to play, though. Yeah, I'll go Ravens on that one. I'll go Baltimore. Okay. It, it, Go ahead. Yeah, keep, keep and then keep last going. I'll stop with this one. Just I just want to see what you guys would think, right? Patriots at Chargers. Ooh. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers. I'm gonna go Chargers. Okay. So even on the games that we split, that means it's a 50-50 chance. The Chargers can fuck around and be eight and no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that's hard with the Chargers and like the Ravens, Chiefs, the AFCs are so damn good. Yeah, like their division is so much better than the NFC. Oh like, yeah, that like, division look, is nasty. Like you have the Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, and Giants. None of those hey, four the teams are like team. the yeah, football the first, team. Yeah, sorry, the football <laughs> team. Nobody's really concerned about any of those teams. You know, Lions, Bears. Nobody's concerned about those teams. Vikings, not really. Packers. I don't know if people are really concerned about them. Like, there's just not that many good teams. AFC is just so damn good. Uh, yeah. I mean, all four teams in that. What is that? The AFC North is that or West? All four, four, all four of those teams would probably be four of the top four of the top six teams in the NFC probably right now. Maybe four of the top seven. You mean to tell me that the NFC North with the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and Detroit ain't good enough? <laughs> no, 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 I think I would take the one and two Chiefs over the Packers. <laughs> The Broncos, I think, the only the, the only fake team out of all those right now. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. They got a they, legit defense, and they, they, uh, they beat no so many quality teams though right now. <laughs> there, there are there. there well, are they're supposed to beat the bad teams. That's a that's yeah. a show of you know. what I'm saying if you're good, you're supposed to win those games. That's that's step good. One. Hey, I beat the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. Yeehaw! Perfect. Those are the yeah. those are the games you're supposed to win, and, yeah. and it's not so much the fact that they won, Andy. That I think really is shocking people. It's the way 
It's the way that they're winning games. Like, yeah, they're boring Teddy Bru- way. God, I hate the Broncos <laughs> so goddamn much. Teddy, Teddy is a different quarterback in Denver than he's, he's been anywhere else. They've got they've got good running backs. Their offensive uh, line got better. Their defense is good, and their defense doesn't have Bradley <laughs> Chubb right now. Like, yeah, I get it. Yes, it's they're not the most exciting team to watch. Vic Fangio is the is probably the the last guy that I want to be my want that I would like to work for, but th- they're getting it done and uh, they're looking, they're looking dynamic along the way. No, let's, let's <laughs> circle back to this because I heard a sigh from Andy. So I need to know how he really feels about the running backs <laughs> in Denver. I hate Melvin Gordon. Well, yeah, <laughs> we agree on that. I like Javante Williams. Yeah. Like, I like him as a fantasy guy. Just, I don't like him as a football team. Like Javante's cool, but the rest of their team, ugh. I just don't like the Broncos. There's just a lot of bad memories from the Super Bowl with the Packers. Yeah. They're just a team I can't get happy for. They're a team I don't like to see win. Well, then then let's then let's shift this a little bit and talk <laughs> about the Raiders because the uh, Raiders. Because I wanted to, and I know we just did this exercise. And I was and one of the questions that I wanted to ask is like, do you actually believe in the Raiders or are they, are they just an anomaly? Is this fake? And yes, they were very, they're very close to being one and two, but they're three and oh, like offensively, they're leading the league in yards and passing. And yes, I get it. They played in two overtime games. So yes, you've got to set that aside, but they're sixth in points. Their defense has been surprisingly effective. They have a pass rush now. um, And their secondary, according to PFF is pretty good. Like they're a team that set up wise and we'll see it down the stretch, but so far they're a team that can boat race you. And if <laughs> you get in the situation like you had last night where you're getting every PI call, like that's a team that can, that can keep up with offensive powerhouses. I'm not going to say they're going to keep up with the Kansas cities of the world, but I think they can be definitely a top 10 offense by year's end. And, uh, if their defense keeps trending in this direction, that's going to be another team that's incredibly tough to uh, to go up against. So I'll give, I'll give credit. Shout out to my boy, Ray. After the first week, he texted me. He's like, what do you think of the Raiders? I was like, I mean, basically what Farley kind of just said. I was like, eh, they kind of got lucky against Seattle. <laughs> I was like, it is what it is. We'll see next week. But, you know, then they beat the Rams on a very close game. Um. What was it in the postseason in the preseason that I was like, all right, they seem legit, but you have Ravens in a convincing fashion. I felt like it was yeah. a lot better than it, than the scoreboard said. I didn't watch the Steeler games at all. And then they're supposed to beat the, the Dolphins. We already did the Chargers thing, but opponents coming up, Bears, Eagles, Giants. I mean, if you're watching the Monday night game right now, <laughs> the Cowboys, the Cowboys are running anybody and everybody through the Eagles, which I thought were supposed to be a great run defense. Um, and, and the first couple of weeks they were, they did all right, but man, like, and God forbid Peyton Barber, who again, we'll talk about tomorrow, Andy. Is he uh, getting carries because dude, you know he just got shunned from a touchdown earlier when Peyton Barber was like number three in fantasy football run in, in terms of running back ratings yesterday. Um, like Peyton Barber looked good against, or, uh, is, is looking good he'll look good against the bears um yeah i mean i don't know i don't think they're going to go undefeated over the next you know however many weeks you're counting brian like five oh, they'll, but... probably, they'll probably lose to the chargers yeah I mean, you guys are probably right there 
They'll See, I tough. personally, I, I like the Raiders a lot right now. Like, we yeah. got to put some goddamn respect on Derek Carr's name. Hell yeah. He is, he is balling out of control. Like, he has over 1,200 yards passing already on the season. <laughs> yeah. He's on he, pace he, to he, scroll almost over, over 6,500 yards. Like, he has the most completions over 20, 20 yards downfield in the league right now at 12. He has He's the only quarterback in the league right now to score or throw over 300 yards each game this year in the NFL. Like, he is killing it. And outside with not, of Darren, not that really not that really good of wide receivers either that he's throwing to. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, outside of Darren Waller, he's throwing to Henry Ruggs, who might be finally coming into his own, and Brian Edwards, who's just a, a high-ceiling kind of prospect, um, and Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's incredible what, he, what they're doing offensively with the skill players that they have. It, you got to give a ton of credit to John Gruden and Derek Carr. They're putting it together. You know, and I think I, I think I heard. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. One last thing on Derek Carr, real quick. Is I think I heard something that last year, Derek Carr was like one of three quarterbacks to rank, I think top twelve in every statistical category as a quarterback last year. And like the other two were Mahomes and Rodgers. Like Derek Carr needs some respect. I don't know yeah. why he doesn't get it, but he is, uh, he's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, just kind of jumping and saying yeah. how. Um, what a great job he's doing. And we have to look at it from a different perspective too. It's like the run game really hasn't been as effective as they want it to be. Obviously Josh Jacobs was an injured for the past two weeks with an ankle injury, but also he's putting up these ridiculous passing yards with a very young and inexperienced interior offensive line as yep. well. Yep. So they got like three guys there. Um, they're kind of getting pushed around a little bit, um, especially in this last game. Um, but uh, that even makes it more impressive as to what he's able to do. Um, a, a lot of that too is, is checking down, right. And reading those tight end reads. And that's where Darren Waller comes into play. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is extremely impressive uh, from, from that perspective, even though I think the Raiders are kind of overachieving right now. Um, you know, if they can put all of this together and with a healthy Josh Jacobs, then we can potentially talk about, yeah, they're the real deal. Alex Leatherwood has been, a lot better than I think people people expected, probably because a lot of people felt like in the draft, the Raiders took him way too early, but he's been solid. You're right. That offensive line has, has played very well, much like the Packers offensive line last night, which was so surprising. I was, I was watching the game with uh, some family, and before the game, I just said, look, like I just want to prepare everybody. We're, we're playing without two of – obviously two of our best offensive linemen just expect a bunch of short passes tonight. They're going to get the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands so quick. Wrong. And boy, it did not, they did not <laughs> skip a beat with their game plan last night. He was attacking deep and, and yeah, I mean, that might, that might speak to a bigger topic of the way that college football is preparing young offensive linemen for the pro game. But man, it's, it's good to see some of these, some of these teams like the Raiders. Um, oh, shit, interception. Oh, well, you're ahead of me in the game. You're ahead of me, too. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, oh. spoiled it. Interception, oh. Cowboys. Oh, man. Oh. oh, he picked six to him. Oh, yep. damn. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow, too. Speaking um, of the Cowboys, though, how, how cold would the Raiders be if they took uh, Lamb over Rugs? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, man. Oh, man. Derek Harvey, the truth right there. I mean, maybe this is a bigger topic. And I don't want to I don't want to dominate this conversation any longer. But 
you know, uh, and I can't remember where we were talking about this, if it was a conversation we were having, or if it was some other, some other entity, but there's a lot about situation that you get in and you got to get into the right circumstances and be around the right kind of players to blossom. Like I think Henry Ruggs got into a pretty or Henry Ruggs, excuse me, CD lamb got in a good situation where he had Amari Cooper to work with, had a decent quarterback to at least in the preseason and early on get to work with Henry Ruggs. I, I don't know about the support system that they have there. It feels like, you know, now after a couple of seasons, or after one season, he's starting to come in there. So it's difficult to, to say that definitively, Andy, but most probably you're, you're probably right. That would have been a sick combo um, to have in, in, in Vegas. How about the Rams too? And yeah. Seeing Tom Brady, I know Mark's favorite quarterback lose. <laughs> I was all for Stafford going to the Rams, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was all for that. It's like their offense is insane, bro. Can we just throw the ball to Robert Woods a little more over top? Like, that's all I asked for. Just show the man some love. Like, get off the white hype and Cooper Cup. I mean, he's cool and all, but none of us have him fantasy. Just throw it to Robert Woods for the love of God. We'll talk I mean, about that tomorrow, on, too, dude. The Rams I was are. pretty high on Tyler Higby. I was like, I think because Stafford's over there, he should do good. And I was wrong the first two weeks, but he, he woke up this week. Rams are just so good. Like I, I, it might be one of the harder things to do in the history of sports, but they have the pieces to go undefeated. Like their defense is stout. Like they can hold a team in if Stafford's off. If the defense is getting wrecked, like Stafford has the ability with those weapons to score forty-five points in the game. Like they have it all, and their coaching is good. Like they, they're a great team. They're the most. Shout out to that franchise for pulling the the trigger and going and getting Stafford, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you just paid Goff, gave him a shit ton of money, which I don't understand considering the rumors about him not being able to read defenses and the plays coming in later because because he had to, like, clarify, yada, yada. But that's a big move. Like, hey, yeah, here's a couple first-rounders <laughs> and some extra stuff, and uh, our quarterback we just paid a shit ton of money to, we'll take Stafford. It, I'm glad it you- takes guts to do that. I'm glad you bring that up because there's been so much criticism on their front office for trading away for first round picks. They did it for Ramsey. They did it for Stafford. And it's honestly showing, I think, casual fans how overrated first round picks could be. Right. <laughs> Look at what the Raiders traded away for uh, Mac and what they got back. I don't think any there or no, what was it was one with the, the Browns. They did a trade with a first round pick. Like not one of the picks they got back for like trading away the second pick, I think it was for Wentz are still on their roster anymore, but it just shows how overrated these first round picks are. And like, I wish more teams took the, the, the risk like a Packers and trade away a first for a, a game changer in Ramsey. Um, it, it's all, it's awesome to see for me personally, just as a, a person that like seeing. I'm rooting for the Rams, like man. Yeah. Same here. I like them. They're fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to go back to something I, I think you, you had mentioned in Soto about, you know, the fact that the Rams went out and got Stafford. And I think that speaks a lot to Sean McVay as mm-hmm. a coach and a leader to say, like, yes, I know I'm a really effective offensive coach. And I have I've turned Jared Goff from from uh, the Jeff Fisher years into a Super Bowl quarterback and for him to say, you know what, like, I've hit the wall with this. I'm going to take the L somewhat, and I'll and I'll make this trade. 
I think that the fact that he swallowed his pride and did that says a lot about who he is. And no wonder he's as successful as he is. Not only is he smart and incredibly hard worker, but um, you know, if you can kind of pull yourself out of that situation and just say, I'm good, but I'm not, I'm not that good. Nobody's this good. Um, I think that says a lot about, you know, how you can, how you can be successful. But can we just also put some respect on Matt Stafford's name? Like, oh, he's, yeah. got, he's got criticized so bad for being with a terrible franchise. And I know he had Calvin Johnson, which somebody brought up before, which, I mean, it's a value argument, but that team has been awful. The franchise is awful. He is a, a really, really, really good quarterback. If he plays his whole career with the Rams, let's say, we're talking about Stafford as uh, probably top, top 20, top 15 quarterback of all time, statistically and potentially – two or three Super Bowls underneath his belt. Um, so I'm personally loving seeing Stafford kill it right now. I've been a, a longtime fan of his. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Detroit finally let someone go. That Thankfully. speaks a lot to the system, right? Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> in Detroit, what, what did he have there? You know, a, a constant rotation of coaches and, and GMs and no stability, learning new offenses, you know, not Megatron. nobody really to look up to. He had, he Megatron. had Megatron. Absolutely, that no was offensive it. line. Just yeah, he's like kind of our, our modern era of Brett Favre in the aspect of he got beat up and he yep. was always coming out to play. He's fun to watch. Like he does do creative plays. Uh, he reminds me of just a, a modern version of Brett Favre, and I, I like rooting for Stafford. I like seeing him win. Andy, I'll allow you to take some respect away from Tom Brady and give it to Matt Stafford. Is that cool? <laughs> oh, plenty, plenty is taken away from. Brady. Yeah. Well, you know how, how rich Mark is and Tom Brady respect right now. So, wow. So generous. Uh, speaking of great quarterbacks, uh, we saw one make his debut yesterday in uh, Cleveland, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, th- th- this will be the last football topic for tonight, but obviously not a great performance. <laughs> um, oh I don't God, know how much bro. you can put on Justin Fields. Um, none of it. Yeah. Well, that's I what I want to talk about. His fault at all. <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. So is everybody in agreement that this was completely on Matt Nagy and the, and the game plan? hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. It is for sure. But I would say, let's just talk about initially to start the conversation. It was the right move to not start him right away. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Like it just was, they don't have an offensive line. The coach clearly doesn't know what the hell he's doing and has an agenda around his quarterback. And matter of fact, I almost feel like he sabotaged them this last game, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not changing shit. Hopefully he fails and I can bring Dalton back in here and finish the season. But well, like mentioning it, like it makes me feel bad for Trubisky. Like he never got a fair shake. You like he shouldn't have started on that team. Uh, they're bad. Nagy's just a terrible coach. Terrible coach. Actually, you know, falls in there. You know what's insane too to think about that is that this guy came from Kansas City's offensive coordinator position. And he's been with the Bears for what three plus years now, two plus years, three plus years, yeah. and he can't figure this shit out. Like I, I, I just don't get it. He does not deserve to be a head coach. You know what? If it, it, the thing is, it's so like good coaches. You have a system, right? You get, that's how you got the job. Your system worked at some level, and they were like, "Hey, that's a cool system. Let me give you an opportunity." Good coaches adjust that system depending on personnel. This is across all sports, right? It happens on basketball. It doesn't matter. And he doesn't. Like, we – anytime Mitch Trubisky – and, Andy, I'm going to let you say his nickname because I just like it when you say it. <laughs> Maserati Mitch. Hey! 
anytime he came out of the pocket, he made shit happen. Yet yeah. you don't tailor anything exactly. in your offense to make that. I mean, this no Jalen. I mean, it's no difference, right? Like when, when it comes to mobile quarterbacks, and he's had a couple of them now, and the offense still remains stagnant. You have to get creative when your offensive line sucks and you can't let your rookie hang out there and get sacked nine fucking times in a game. I'm not even a Bears fan and it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how is it? How is it that you don't chip Miles Garrett like once? Like, right. fucking once last night. And sorry, I keep bringing this up, but you know, we few of us watch this game incredibly closely. Like, Robert Tunyon was, was in Nick Bosa's face, like, the whole night. And yeah, he still impacted the game, but you know, Matt LaFleur isn't stupid. <laughs> like I've got a, I've got a third string tackle out there. I'm going to give him help. Matt Nagy did that like three times in that entire game. Like that's just, it's just, it's laziness. It's, what happened to given your, your rookie quarterback easy passes? Like, Hey, let's yeah. just do a screen. Let's do a five yard slant. Let's do a, a tight end like raw like something get easy. The ball get out fast. Something right. conf- like build your confidence up a little bit. Like I think back to last year, like Hertz isn't Fields by any means. Like Fields, I think is a much better quarterback uh, as a player. But like the Eagles' offensive line was pretty bad last year. Hertz came in and they changed the offense midseason to uh-huh. do like rollout passes, and Hertz had some good games where he had like three hundred plus yards over you know the one yard they had last yesterday. Like just such such terrible, terrible, terrible coaching, unbelievably bad. Yeah, think 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 about this: when you play an entire NFL game and you amass like what forty-seven fucking yards. Yeah, bro, they had like forty-six yards. One net passing yard. One fucking embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, Mitch Trubisky had more yards than the Bears' offense yesterday. It's so crazy, (laughs) bro. Like I did, I did not get to. I didn't get to watch that game in, in the kind of depth and detail that I, you know, watched other games, but like, it was like red zone would flip to that every like yeah 20 minutes sack, 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 miles Garrett, six sacks on the day. Like it just, I don't know, man, it was just wild that they didn't make any adjustments and Cleveland is not like an incredible defense. Yes. They've got a good pass rush, but like, just come on. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was an embarrassment. I mean, I like well, to I'm, see it, but it was bad. I mean, Justin Field runs a four five forty. How does he not get any like rushing yards or anything positive <laughs> to that offense at a four five forty at a quarterback? How? I listen. It, it's tough, man. When you're their offensive line is like all time terrible. You can get creative, right? And they should have at least did something, but it's hard to. They didn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything. It was just like one of those things where like, well, <laughs> just going to stand here and get hit all night. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on from that because I think <laughs> I think we all pretty much are on the same page with um, Matt Nagy. Um, all right. Uh, anything else football, Ray, you want to talk about? There's one other thing that I wanted to mention outside of football, but anything else you guys want to toss out there? Shout out to my boy Kyler Murray. Got hundred dollars. I don't win MVP at plus two thousand. So it's looking pretty good. And the Cardinals are just fun to watch. I'm Hell on, yeah! I'm on the Cardinals bandwagon this year. I'm not gonna lie. Hell yeah! Yeah, I wasn't a Kyler Murray Murray believer before, but he is the truth. He's the real deal. I mean, he's always been fun to watch. I just didn't yeah. with his size. It's always tough in football. He's like, the most fun player to watch this year by far. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he might, you know, unless I think if if Stafford keeps up his production, you know, it, I think it's race. Kyler and Stafford early on. For sure. Um, some interesting stats I thought I'd throw out there. Uh, so Washington, who was really, really great defensively last year, 31st in yards allowed. Uh, they are a shell of who they were. Um, it just goes to show like how one off season of film can really mess you up. <laughs> like yeah. um, people figured you out. Um, Carolina is incredible right now. Offensively, they're top 10 in both passing and rushing. Um, they are leading the league in plays per game, uh, subtracting out teams that have played in overtime. Uh, Sam Darnold has been unlocked. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, Adam Gase might be uh, never come back to the NFL ever again. Yep. Yeah. Never. Um, and Seattle, who I think, like uh, Andy and I know, we talked about this. We thought they were gonna they were gonna play at a faster pace. They're dead last in plays run. So um, weird shit happening in the NFL. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. When Carolina is an offensive juggernaut and Washington is terrible on defense things are weird um so one last thing non-football related but michael porter jr uh signed a max extension today with uh the denver nuggets who you you feel great about you don't know about jamal murray but uh weird how good michael porter has been shot over 40 percent from behind the arc last season uh Thoughts, guys, like uh, Michael Porter is a good player, and I think he's got a lot of potential yet still. Um, but is it going to be worth it to uh, to keep a guy that, like Michael Porter, uh, on an extension on a team where you've got a lot of a lot of guys to pay? Hey, put some respect on Michael Porter. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I, can, I disagree, dude. Like, the okay. dude just this... needed time to get healthy. The guy is a stud. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask this question, kind of end this out. And it, it, I was actually surprised when I saw this, but there's four teams with three players with max contracts. The first being Brooklyn, Katie, Harden, Kyrie. Second being Golden State with Steph, Clay, Wiggins. <clears throat> the Lakers being the third <laughs> with LeBron, AD, and Russ. And the Denver being the fourth with Jokic, Murray, and Porter. How would you rank those four? Because I am – potentially putting Denver at two-ish. Yeah. Because of injury concerns with AD, I don't think Russ and LeBron will work that well. Wiggins, I don't think is, you know, I think he's the worst out of all those players. Um, but I would put Denver maybe number two in that list. I mean, Brooklyn number one, Denver, LA, and then Golden State possibly. Mm. That's that, I mean, that, that, that's mm. bold. That, that's also assuming mm. that Murray is what we saw in the bubble two years ago. Jokic is playing MVP form, and Porter takes that third-ish, fourth-year step where he's averaging twenty-two, seven, and four a game. Like he, he can. I mean, he better average more than that. He's averaging nineteen and seven now. But if you have Murray coming back, averaging let's say twenty-seven, twenty-eight, Joker still putting up twenty-five in his numbers, like twenty-two, twenty-three is. It's about what you're going to get. He's going to put up like the Kevin Love numbers in that number three spots. Uh, but I mean, I thought I found that interesting. I was kind of shocked to see that Denver was the fourth and started thinking. I was like, they got a, a really solid big three, actually. Not name wise, but statistic wise, they do. Yeah. Name wise, like not going to beat us. But. When he was coming out, bro, like 
if it wasn't for injuries, we're talking about he's a top he's number one pick. Three yeah. pick. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that was happening. He shoots like 45% from three, bro. <laughs> like he, at 6'10, what, he's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, how would you rank it, Soto, out of those four? I mean, I would say Brooklyn's for sure number one, right? Even yeah. if Kyrie doesn't, you know, play <laughs> his home games. Um, <laughs> It's tough. I think I put him over the Lakers just because of age and injury for sure. So uh, at three, it's close, but I think I put him at three. I mean, overall, they should Who's your definitely two contend. Two Golden State. State. Yeah, I think the Warriors. I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I don't even like Andrew Wiggins. Maybe I will put him at two. That's like, why I, I say, like, Wiggins. I don't even that, like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I would take Porter Jr. over Wiggins. I mean, Seth and Claire are good, but Clay, who knows what he's going to be anymore? Like, it's I, I think Draymond topped out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think they are number two, bro. Now that yeah. you mentioned it, Mark, what's your thoughts? I got Brooklyn one, uh, I'll go Lakers two just because the I take the because LeBron's on there. And yeah. well, I, I take, the, I take the experience that so you have two guys that are at the top <laughs> of their position, yeah. um, and him and AD. Uh, I, I would put Denver three. Um, you have to look at how good they are youth wise. Um, I just think Wiggins is just kind of like the offset. I, I mean, yeah. he, he brings down, you know, clay and stuff dramatically uh, when compared to uh, the quality of these other uh, three teams. So, and the fact that he just has a max contract is fucking disgusting. Yeah. If AD was like 80 and healthy all the time, I mean, granted Porter jr. And Murray, we're talking about injuries with them as well. Just 80 is consistently hurt. It feels like I would put Lakers number two, just, I feel that the Denver is that team that's going to just step up drastically out of nowhere and, and just take over. Very well could, man. Yeah. Fun to watch. What's your thoughts, Farley? I, I, I agreed with Soto's rankings. Like, I don't like, yes, I think, I think by year's end, Denver might be there, but like, I'm sorry. Like until, until Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson. And we <laughs> see that, like, I can't, I can't bet against him, Andy. So what I'm do you sorry. say then? You're putting Golden State too? Yeah. Soto kind of switched it to Denver. Yeah, I switched after it I out to the Wiggins thing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I and like I don't know. Like Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray is is a good player, and like in the landscape of things, yes, he does deserve a max contract. But like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I I gotta see. I gotta see one 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 really really good year out of. Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray to make me say like, yep, that's a better combo at this point. And yeah, I get ages in there too, but um, damn, dude, your boy Jalen Rager is just getting ignored tonight, Andy. Yeah, But I mean, like Denver though, in all reality, like they're putting up stats. You don't hear them because they're like Milwaukee. Yep. yep. If they were in LA, like if you put that Denver roster as a Clipper team, everybody's hyping them up as a potential contender making the Western conference finals. And, you know, Porter jr. Could be most improved player next year. Murray's pretty much the a, a Booker jr. Jokic is the most underrated MVP of all time. I think like it's, I think it's the market there that we, we, we hide them so much. And don't talk. That could about be. And don't think of what they are. Cause I mean, even the bucks big three is overlooked cause it's Milwaukee, but it's arguably a, the top three, big three in the league. Sounds like we I think we're gonna be talking about this payday and feeling like Denver. They gave him time to heal, man. Mm -hmm. Like they drafted him, they took it slow, and then he's progressed and and they 
paid him for his effort. The reality is Michael Porter Jr. is fringe and elite score. Oh, <laughs> like I'm I'm yeah. almost comfortable saying he's an elite score. Like he's he pretty- can shoot from anywhere on the court. He's athletic. He can duck. Like he's a, he's somebody any team in the NBA would want to, if healthy, build around him. He's like a taller Carm- Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. He's not the greatest defender. He's not going to get tons of assists, but he's going to put the ball in the hole any way he needs to. And it's going to be efficient. Can we that's keep a, doing these comparisons? Like, I was just about to say he's like a far more complete Nicholas Batum. Uh, mm. Mark, do you have a comp? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't actually. Well, I like, I like be... the, no, I like the Carmelo Anthony one. He yeah. could be also kind, on. kind of the truth as well, like a, a taller truth. Um, I don't know if he's yeah. as clutch as the truth was, but I mean, Melo was clutch as well, but like a truth as well, just like a, a genuine just scorer, a bona fide bucket getter. So I want to see what his defensive ratings are. So, yeah, okay. So he's he, so far in his career, he's been pretty good defensively. Defensive I know, rating I know wise, the bubble, but... he was horrible in the bubble. It was atrocious watching. Uh, I know he made a drastic improvement. I actually, uh, sir, all those sports cards investors got a lot of money in Michael Porter Jr. cards right now, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> but uh, I know he made great improvements in defense this year because uh, there was a huge criticism out in the bubble how bad he was. How about shout out to that 2018 draft class? I think hell yeah, they all got paid, bro. I mean, Luca got paid, Trey got paid, Gildas Alexander got paid. <laughs> They're that, all maxing out. That could be like low key one of the better draft classes we've seen <laughs> the last 20 years. Like it is stacked because Porter was what 14th that year? 14th. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember 14th. dropping because of the back surgery, not playing in Missouri at all. But uh-huh. I mean, he was good. Was that Mitchell year as well, or is that the next year or year before that 17? I think Mitchell was 2017 with Booker. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. But yeah, how- yeah. <laughs> Trey Luca was Bam in that class as well then? Uh, no, 17 as well. Then, as well, you're probably thinking Mo Bamba, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mo Bamba, oh my what a, god, shouts to Marvin Bagley, who's still fighting through it's a decent player. But DeAndre yeah, Ayton, I think, went in, in 18 too. He went number one, yeah. It was yep. Ayton, mm-hmm. Trey, Luca, or Bagley, Luca, Trey, or something like that. Bagley, uh, Bagley, Luca. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's oh, yeah, pretty damn Jared good. Jackson. He's gonna get his he's gonna get his bag. Yeah. Shay. He's just a Zach Randolph of the league. Nobody talks about him. Just nobody just, talks yeah. about just, him. He's also yeah, uh, Memphis, but yeah, just a, a solid player. Well, Dante guys, at 17. <laughs> yeah, Dante and and our new acquisition, Grayson Allen, the prettiest face in basketball. Lonnie yeah. Walker was that year as well. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, I'm looking. At- Didn't you really like Lonnie? Uh, I did. Andy? I, I still do like Lonnie. Yeah. Yeah, I think you wanted him. I remember I talking to you about Lonnie. I did want, I did want Lonnie. I mean, I'm I happy have- with Dante. I just wanted Lonnie because I thought he was a, a better scorer, which I think is probably proven. I mean, we probably won't even keep Dante, to be honest. Oh, no, yeah. Probably no. not. We can't afford him. Sad day. No. And they say he's kind of a pain, little diva. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, speaking of diva, like, I've got to go get a massage and I'm tired as, <laughs> as all hell, but, uh, it, uh, Soto, anything you want to plug for the nerd related, uh, the, the, the real nerdy stuff of the nerd related <laughs> network. 
coming nah, up? Nah, man, right now it's, it was tough last two weeks or so, so just kind of trying to get back in. I'll be streaming tomorrow again, some 2K on both pages, so make sure you tune in. My center is dominating. Hopefully we can get Andy on the game. I just need him to get a damn headset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the only immediate thing coming soon here. All right. All right. Well, are you sure you want to hear Andy talk? I mean, like, I mean, I, I just want him to have a headset so he can really hear me when I bitch at him for doing the wrong thing. <laughs> whoa, whoa, and not whoa. giving me the ball in the paint when I'm by myself. Do you switch on pick and rolls or no? It depends. Are you a shooter? Yeah. Well, on, on defense, I switch. On, def- on defense, I switch depending because my dude's not that fast. So okay. it depends. Um, but that's my I biggest gripe is just if you switch or don't switch, just be consistent with it. Yeah, so if we're playing some, if I'm playing a mismatch on somebody, I'm mismatched on someone, as in they're smaller and faster than me, I will communicate that and say, we have to switch at some point, right? Because it's going to blow by me. Yeah, there we go. But for the most part, you know, I'll stay with my dude. Yeah, that's why you need a headset. Exactly. That's what Farley Farley said. We'll just mute. We'll just mute Andy the whole time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, we won't be muting Andy because Andy and I are, are back tomorrow with a, uh, another edition of the fantasy, uh, show where we'll be recapping all of the goddamn injuries from, uh, yet another full week of, uh, football. Um, but yeah, you got, you got to check us out on Twitter again. We our uh, handle is at NR sports edition, uh, white hype. You want to throw out your Twitter handle, bro? I, I can uh, never remember your your handle. I can't, I can't either. Uh, uh, 14 White height. White height 15, 15, 24. Vince Carter Damn, and Kobe. Bro. There you go. Soto. Um, are you on the, uh, uh, the Lobo Malo NR? Is what I do. Excellent. Mark has yet to buy a computer. So yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark. I'm surprised Mark has a cell phone that's like, <laughs> you know, in the twenty in the twenty twenties or higher. Mark, do you do you uh, can you do your Tim Kirchin? No. God damn it. No. <laughs> well, freaking work on it, damn it. I know. You've had two weeks. Oh, Shit. my God. What have you been doing? <laughs> Who's your boss? Ask for some damn free time. Anyways, <laughs> anyways thanks for uh, joining us again this evening. Uh, again, like and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating so we get some, uh, some more relevancy, and we will be back tomorrow. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for stopping by and the support. Love y'all. Mala Milo. <laughs> <laughs>